Welcome to the Reimagine Podcast, a podcast that seeks to reimagine faith and life in the community as we link, learn, and live together. I'm Greg English, along with Brad Hoffman and Brian Dupuy. Today, on episode 109, we talk about dreams. Achieved, broken, and now what? Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Hello. What's happening? Hello. Hello. Hi. You know what today is? Yes. Today yes, is. is a good day. It's a good day. Yep. It's Earth Day. It's Earth yes, Day. Yes, it is. Every April 22nd is Earth Day. Yeah. Anybody know when that started? 1970. Ah, see? Wait a minute. Yes. Fantastic. Do you remember that in grade school? <laughs> like- <laughs> no. It was, um, it was, there were two senators that were involved with it. I'm trying to think the guy was like, um, from the north, like Wisconsin or something like I can't remember now. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. so Senator Glenn, I have to look it up, but yeah, he um, it it was a profound. I listened to a podcast of uh, kind of recounting that, and he was actually in Los Angeles flying in for a meeting that was going to be in San Francisco, and it was just it like it hit him in a sense of that trip, just the while he had initiated some conservation efforts in his state. It just profoundly just the air quality and everything else. Mm-hmm. Just the from the takeoff to, to the clear skies to the dust. To the, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And so he was landing and there was an article he was reading um in a magazine as well that kind of was this impetus of this maybe hopefully a national movement, which was very difficult at that period in time to try to do something with. But I'm yeah. not sure I was yeah. aware of Earth Day until the nineties. Like yeah, I thought I would have never guess 1970. Yeah, yeah, 1970, yeah. 52, 52. Years I remember, old. you know, the forest fires and Smokey the Bear, mm-hmm. 70s and 80s. But I felt like Earth Day Only showed up. You, yeah, yes. forest fires. I felt like Earth Day showed up in the 90s. Yeah, I don't know. What yeah. about you? Yeah, I never heard about it growing up. I mean, we had hands across America. Yes, I remember yeah. that. Yes, yes. Were you hands all out there holding America. hands with people? We, we were not. I we was not. Of, we were out there. It, but that was yeah. a Midwest big thing. Oh man, on um, yeah, forty-five going right by our house. We were standing out on the side of the road, yeah. holding hands with strangers. Uh, but no, no, no Earth Day that I can remember. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. But you, you are an Earth Day proponent. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we have a great responsibility that I think we're failing on and we're saying, oh, there's nothing we can do or we surely can't affect the planet. But I I think that's a crock. And uh, (laughs) um, I I think we have a deep responsibility. And Southern Baptists, if you're out there, you had a deep responsibility and you can read the resolutions all through the years on on our our stewardship of the earth that have now since been dropped. Gaylord Nelson. Anyway. Gaylord Nelson. Gaylord Let's Nelson. get off of that Pete topic. Pete Yes. Yes. The two senators. Yep. <laughs> you know, well, yes. Hey, I've yes. often heard anger leads to passion. So yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's right. So what are the things yeah. you do on Earth Day? I mean, let's talk about, let me, let's talk about Earth yeah. Day for you. What, well. I'm, so, I support our Earth, but I'm not there where you are. Like, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wherever you are. I'm not sure. Where I mean, I mean I, I, it's a touchy conversation with you. I can feel it. I sleep in a tree uh, a few days a week. I did think about you the other day as I was taking yeah. medicine for my foot, the plastic bottles and all the pills coming out. Like, yes. Brian is not a proponent of this. No, no. Okay, but Man, back- we are overflowing in, it's amazing yeah, how much stuff amazing. to recycle. Yes, yeah. and, the, and yeah. it's only like 1% of all the grocery store plastic bags ever get recycled. Yes. It's a pretty phenomenal number. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's crazy. I, I just realized that our the little K-cups you can recycle. 
recycle those. Oh, really? Yeah. You have to tear off the top and you have to dump out the grinds. Well, put the grinds in your plants because they're I good did. nutrition. Yeah. I save those in a, yeah. in a thing and we put them outside. And yeah. um, So what do you do? We you, still have do indoor you, plumbing. Do if you anyone's re- wondering. refoil the top? How do you <laughs> reuse the... Uh, I'm not sure what, I mean, but then after that, it just goes in the recycling. Thing. Okay. So okay, once you empty okay. it, wash it out, um, it's I don't know just if you that want, bottom like you plastic. Like reseal it and put coffee no, in it again. No, but I do have a reusable, one of those reusable yes, we have one of those. Yeah, yeah, we have yeah, one of those down. Yeah, I use those. But Earth Day, um, this this was a little different. So last year, Earth Day, uh, the area schools decided, hey, let's, let's, um, let's encourage all the children to bike or walk to school. Um, and, uh, last year when we went to go outside, it was, it was starting to pour rain and, uh, my child still wanted to go. And I mm-hmm. told her that's a big mm-hmm. fat no right there. <laughs> uh, so get in the car cause yeah, I'm driving yeah, you. Yeah. I'm not, because we don't live far away, but it's not like right next door. Yeah. Right. So, um, so last year it didn't work this year. Not only was she ready to go, but she had a few friends that met us from the neighborhood and uh, I was the ringleader for this group of people, uh, like a third grader through fifth grade. Do, mm-hmm. So let me ask yeah. you: yeah. Do, do all the, the the neighbors that live around your 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 farming yes. area there? Yeah. Do they do they know like you're the Earth Day Dad? I mean, no. Is this common <laughs> or what? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at least I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Not yet. They don't. No. Not yet. Not no. yet. But once they hear this, they will. But uh, anyway, so we get on the bikes and. Um, I try to get them in a line, you know, and I'm trying to explain, but you know, it's, it's a little sticky from here to the school. There's a lot to navigate there. There's a major road that mm-hmm. runs by mm-hmm. the schools. And, and so we got out there there's a big old ramp you have to navigate. And so man, my legs were burning. Like <laughs> I didn't, I didn't train for this. And there I am on my Schwinn going up the ramp. I get to the top, they're all walking their bikes up, you know, yeah. cause they had to stop halfway. Oh, it was, it was something. And then you're trying to frogger across the road there, uh, <laughs> dodging cars and, uh, mm. and then driving to it. They were, they were so happy and felt so good. That's cool. So, That's cool. Yeah. You, you yeah. saved a lot what of a good emissions. dads. What a good Do dad. I, oh, oh, I did. I did. So here's I my question. How much cleaner the air is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's my question. Yes. All that work today. Yes. Ride your bike. Yeah. You live closer to this facility that we're in now than you actually do the school. Yes. Yeah. Why did you drive your car here? Well, so <laughs> I pulled in. I'm like, yeah, I just yeah. watched. I mean, I just literally, you sent me photos of you huffing up this hill. Yeah. And yeah. I, then I show up and I'm like, your car is sitting here and it's closer here than was this yes. school. Because I learned a valuable lesson this morning. That's why. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> I should be driving. Oh. Yeah, I, should, I should be driving. Uh, yeah. Gas it one yeah. time, put it in neutral and just let it come. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, that's I, for sure. in my defense, I, I have. I have places to go after this. So it was, it was. Uh, so how about some things you can do for Earth Day? I mean, there's a, there's actually a site. Um, I think it's like um, earthday.org. And then they're like Earth Day tips. And they've got like 50 different type of things that you can mm. do. And a lot of, a lot of it's like assessment stuff. And so how do you gear up? So I like did one of those, which yeah. I thought was fascinating. Cause yeah. I'm like, it's going to rate me like at the bottom of the list. Yeah, I'm yeah. not earth friendly, but actually I had a fairly high rating, which I was kind of impressed with. I thought maybe I'm more earth friendly than I realized. Yeah. And yeah. so it made me feel pretty good, but yeah. I, what I find fascinating is the challenge to change your diet, not for health reasons, but for 
earth sustainability reasons. Mm-hmm. So they talk about something more plant friendly. And yeah. so it's like they have your like a picture of your diet. You got all the meat over here, which apparently is killing the earth. And then yeah. you've got all yeah. the fruit the over cows. here. And, cows, yeah. 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 and so it's interesting. You can like do the spectrum. We'll tell you how friendly you are or not oh, towards funny. this. It's amazing to me. Yeah. But I have um I, I've been intrigued with that. I mean we've done the We've done the plant-based, quote-unquote, meats and stuff like that. I don't mind them. and I've yet um, to try one of those. Oh, yeah, you haven't? No. Yeah, I, yeah. I, now, now Joe is not a big fan, yeah. and um, she would rather eat dirt. But sure, it's sure. Like, <laughs> and she's listening. <laughs> yeah. just, that we have a block uh, yeah. in the freezer, and we it's like one of those things you threaten with to make, yeah. which you're like, is like the threat to go out and eat kind of thing. But I've used it in spaghetti um, and different things like oh, that yeah. before. And I think it's been perfectly fine. I don't. Yeah. I don't mind it. I don't mind. They have the sausage, like fake sausage type stuff, or plant based. You can call it fake. It's plant based, not fake, because it's something in front of you. But right. Yeah. Yeah. Those kind of things. That's an interesting, interesting piece. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll venture into that part of it. I'm not. I'm not as over the top. My, my main thing is like um, a lot of the plastic uh, because. You can argue about the effects of climate change and all yeah. that sort of thing. What you can't argue about is, you know, the amount of plastic that is in our world and uh, in the oceans. And now there's whole masses. Now it's, now it's showing up in your body. Now it's showing up in your body, in your blood. Mm. Yes. yes. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Well, actually, mm. not amazing. Yeah. It's kind of sad. But that yeah, can't yeah. be good. So all yeah. of that is verifiable. And so yeah. that, I think, yeah. is something we can So will you culminate the end of the day with a, a, a cookout in the backyard? Or, I mean, what are you... What are you doing? Yeah, you know, we're going to gather around our largest, oldest tree. And <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And they've already patted out plant based meat. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Oh, you got a smoker you could use. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Natural yes. wood chips, please. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what we're going to do uh, this afternoon for that. We're um, going out for dinner. Are you? Good. <laughs> I'm going to sit at the museum Steak for a shop. picnic. <laughs> interesting. I'll have chicken. I know no. exactly what I'm going to yeah. get. Not where I'm going. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's interesting what they can make out of plastics. I did get a new hat the other day, and yeah. the uh, the brim itself is made out of uh, recycled plastic fishing nets. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Got it on sale. Yeah. Well, there's whole state-sized plastic islands floating around in the yep. oceans right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, you can you well, can do that. Good. It's Earth Day. Take yep. advantage of it. Doesn't have to just be today. Whatever you can do to. That's right. Every contribute. day. Every day is Earth Day. Because <laughs> <laughs> you live on it. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. So yeah. Let's talk about dreams. Uh, yes. It's yes. a topic that yes. uh, not everybody talks about. Maybe people are afraid to share their dreams. Maybe they've had broken dreams that have impacted them, and they are still not working through it. Um, you know, over some different things, but. Uh, if we talk about, we can go back from a theological perspective. We just finished the Easter season, mm-hmm. celebrating yep. the resurrection. And if you think about the crucifixion, uh, the darkness of loss that took place, the people that were there wondering what was happening, yeah. they thought, yeah. they, you know, we had this great experience and all of a sudden it's going to be gone. I don't understand what you're saying. This event happens. They probably had a feeling like Jesus' death was a broken dream. Yeah. I agree. And so what does that look like in that resurrection? How do we live in the resurrection of our broken dreams is part of that, too. So let's talk about uh, a broken dream and kind of give a definition of what would you say a broken dream is? I think a broken dream is uh, maybe an aspiration, a goal that uh, has failed or been abandoned, hadn't materialized. Um, And maybe for one reason or another, uh, a reason we've caused, a reason we 
didn't have anything to do with that caused it. And maybe it's dreams or aspirations we've had personally for ourselves. Maybe they're ones we've had for our children. And and so it doesn't materialize. It doesn't happen. Um, kind of breaks down along the way, kind of like the, mm, yeah. <laughs> the car that doesn't make it to the destination. Yeah. Um, but I think we all have those. Uh, I don't know if we realize the importance of them, how to navigate through them and the lessons that we learn through them. Um, I think there are, I think the last two years, there've been a lot of broken dreams, mm-hmm. you know, people are still mm-hmm. trying to process and live through and work through. And so how do you do that? And it seems like it's tied to expectations, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, uh, sure. like there are plenty of time when I was thinking through in my life of, of some of those things, I think a lot of it was tied to, this is the way I expected things to go, mm-hmm. whether it was in my life or in uh, my family's life um, uh, and heartbreak there and tragedy there. You know, we all expected um, life to look a certain way mm-hmm. um, and and then it didn't, you know, and uh, just coming to grips with that. Oh, OK. So this is going to be how life is now. You know, mm-hmm. not that it still can't be good, redeemed, all those sorts of things, but just wrestling with that. And sometimes you take years wrestling with this new reality you find yourself in, you mm-hmm. know, that is a lot different than, than what you were anticipating. Um, because we all have expectations. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I agree, our, I agree with that. Life. I agree um, with that. Yeah. Yeah. You have any particular ones? I mean, I can think of two, but I don't know. If- yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, you know, again, the, the ones I thought of were uh, uh, my sister losing child, mm-hmm. um, yeah. uh, my parents and their divorce mm-hmm. uh, before we started having children, you know, and just, just recognizing uh, my children are going to grow up in a world that was much different than the one I grew up in, you know, and um, those relationships. And they're still good. I mean, again, um, there's been so much um, good that has come out of that, but um some of those things, they took a lot longer to reckon with. Um, you know, I've had plenty of personal, like little things like, oh, I, I hope for this and it didn't happen. Or, mm-hmm. um, But some of those things are larger and, and yeah, we've had to sit with a lot longer um, than others. Yeah, I think for me it would be, I'm, I'm not sure what the dream was, except for I wanted to be a, a um, high school, college athlete, and you know. Be one of the one one percent who could make it to the pros. Yeah. So as a thirteen year old kid, that was a dream, right? But then having cancer to where, you know, you're fourth person in the world and life all of a sudden changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't necessarily well that dream stopped because I could I couldn't even walk at that time. But it was like what's what's next kind of thing. And um, then the other one would be um, when we were overseas and and moved back to the states. Like I just didn't anticipate that happening at all. You know, yeah. Um, and then how I had to walk through that, and I think it goes back to some of it was like, did I do something wrong? I mean, that was mm, that was yeah. for me as a person. That's the question that comes up most. What did I do just to cause that? That is unhealthy, yeah. by the way. Right. I'm saying that yeah, out loud yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, that's the tension that I think. You know, man, what yeah. what did I do to mess that dream up or whatever? And of course, theologically, you know, you can go back to John in terms of cancer. You, you know, this the blind person do they didn't do anything to sin. This is the work of God displayed in their life, and you yeah. know things like that. But uh, I think those are those are two that kind of 
rock my world per se and how do I process that and how do I turn the corner to live in that? And we'll talk about that in a minute, but mm-hmm. do you have any that you work through? I think um, I would relate uh, divorce of parents, but my parents divorced later. I was in my thirties when mm-hmm. that happened and mm-hmm. you think that it wouldn't affect you, but mm-hmm. it emotionally did. And just logistically, I mean, how do you do holidays now and how do yeah. you do? So that was just all, it was kind of like my, my, uh, I, my father-in-law passed away the same week that my dad and my mom separated. Mm. So it was like mm. upheaval in both sides of the family, you know, very different, but still loss and pain in a sense. So navigating that. And then I think for me, you know, I know what it is to be successful in business. I know what it is not to be successful. And I know it is to lose a business and owe a whole lot of money and have to pay it back. And um, from that standpoint, um, having a business failure is, is, you had a dream of you would succeed and do this and that at the end of the day. And I, I, I still very vividly remember putting the key in the tumbler lock for the very last time and shutting the door and walking away and walking away into this parking lot that had no direction <laughs> and future. And so it was mm-hmm. extremely, um, extremely crazy uh, time of life. But, but yeah, I think that is, those are two that, profoundly still kind of, I say profoundly, they, they still affect me in a sense. I still think about them. Mm-hmm. Um, still think about the lessons learned through them as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think those would be the, the two, the two big ones. Yeah. So did it take a while for healing to come for, for, for either of those for me with the, the, the dream of playing college basketball or whatever mm-hmm. like that, yeah. that, that, that didn't take a, a long healing process. That was like, yeah. I've got to come to the realization. This is who, this is, this is life. This is fortunately for me, my, my, my faith, I think rooted deeper and faster in the fact that God still has a plan and purpose in my life. Mm-hmm. So I think my response time per se to that was, was a lot better than, than when, you know, the dream of, um, I don't know if that's a dream more so of a calling, Mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing, but mm-hmm. okay, this is going to change. We're going to be back in the States and things like that. And that, t- that took me a while to work through. Like I needed, I needed to talk to a counselor. I had to walk through the process of what does Romans eight twenty eight look like? And how do you move forward out of that? What was that process for? I probably, uh, in all honesty, I probably should have talked to somebody then, but I wasn't going to, mm-hmm. you know? And so it was that as uh, as a man, I had to man up in the sense of living through this. But for me, and I think this is, I think what we should say that not all broken dreams are the result of a failure. Right. And so, mm-hmm. but for me in this particular case, having two locations and shutting both of those locations down and, and going through the loss of the identity as a business owner and one who did this and had 30 employees and all that kind of stuff. It was one of these deals of, I had to pass one of the locations mm-hmm. uh, on my way to my parent, parent, my, my uh, in-law's house. So it wasn't like I couldn't like go there. I mean, I had to pass. Yeah. Now I did not go in the shopping center for an entire year because I knew all the other store owners. I knew the people I've been in Winn-Dixie, you know, several times. Yes. Mm-hmm. Winn-Dixie grocery store chain, yes. but you know, been in there several times, but it was like a year later we were at my in-laws and they needed, some, I mean, I had to go, I had to end up going over to Winn-Dixie. I mean, I would never go in there for like a year. And, but it was really therapeutic to walk back in 
and then actually <clears throat> to see a couple of people that I knew mm. and like they were happy to see me and they were more focused on how are you doing? It's good to see you, you know, it's glad to, you know, that. so it was like you, you lost, you disengaged relationships because of, because you were fearful of what people might think or how they would judge you or how they would look at you. And yet the reality is you had to step back in. I had to, part of my healing was walking back into that shopping center and walking back into mm. and seeing people that I knew, um, and it was really, that was, I mean, that was like 360 some odd days later um, that I did that. So it was really a, that was a huge part of healing for me. It's just a part of it. Um, but, but yeah, I think it was, um, yeah. And it's hard, isn't it? Like we want to move past, we don't want to sit in the broken no, dream we don't be part broken. of it yeah, very, mo- very long, you yeah. know, like we want to move past and. Of course, we'll talk about scripture and the thing about scripture is that we turn a page and we think, oh yeah, the next day, look how it all worked out. You know? <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. Like, oh, well, that was easy. I was unsure in chapter 21, but 22, yeah. here we yeah. go. Mm-hmm. It couldn't have been more than a week, you know, yes, and it could right. have been like a long time. Yeah. And, and so we don't like to sit in that and work in that. I, I remember thinking, you know, even, even in this, these past few years, I think um, for many, they can say, um, you know, it was hard, but I, I made it through and it's fine. I'm not affected by it. And I think we all are probably going oh, yeah. to carry, carry these last few years with us. For I think the mental anguish is much more significant and it's going yeah. to play itself out. Yeah. 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 And so sometimes we, we want to move past and I, I believe there is a way forward, but I think the way forward is probably spending a little time. It's, it's probably sitting with or going back to the, you know, um, and, and working, allowing God to work in the midst of that instead of moving right on to the happy ending. Cause we all, we all appreciate a good happy ending. Um, but, um, yeah. Oh yeah. We, we want to shut the door on the broken dream yeah. in yeah. a sense and uh-huh. try to find the next one. Yeah. And, um, yeah. or we sit and lament in that mm-hmm. broken dream mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for a way long time. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But there is value there. I think, I think, um, we don't see that part as valuable or we try to move past it because it doesn't feel great. It doesn't feel like the happy ending. And yet it's part of, I think the healing, the healing process. Do you talk about that at all? Like with your kids or as a family, any of those things that you're talking about, like broken dreams, do you, do you have conversations about those or those simply maybe a chapter, a story, a verse that page just turned and you've moved on or I do more now. Of course my yeah. kids are thirty and twenty three. Yeah. So and I think that's been one of the joys of being a parent of adult children now. Mm, yeah. Is is the trans probably should have done it previously. But some of that transparency now to sit down and talk and, and to be able to say, you know, hey, I remember going through this and being more honest about mm. it didn't work out the way I wanted it to. Yeah. And this is this is how I had to work through it. Right. Uh, And admitting that false self or that insecurity or identity that Mm -hmm. that I was dealing with. And then how do you lead out of that? So now I feel like I'm more open to talk, talk about it um, Mm -hmm. than than probably before Mm -hmm. and being comfortable with that. And I'm just thinking like that's another as you were talking, I was thinking about when we don't talk about it, then it leads us down that path of isolation and it leads us down that path of fear, shame guilt, whatever goes along with it, which is opposite of where it should be driving us to. What is, what is 
what does this marvelous God have for us that is good and great mm-hmm. and for his glory? I mean, that's just two different views. And I think through the broken dreams, at least for mm-hmm. me, I've had to work on the discipline of of looking at that this is there there is there's something great and good and because I think sometimes we those dreams that we have, we should have dreams, but those dreams that we have Thank, thank God, some of my dreams didn't come true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, to be I honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes yeah. I thank God. Yeah. Unanswered prayers. Unanswered prayers. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's true. Do you talk about it? I think we do. I'm, I'm very open about the stories, and you know, it's interesting. I'm sitting, I'm sitting here thinking that you know, I, I really, I never had a failure per se until I was in college. And so, I mean, all through junior high and high school and um, ran for this, did this, had dreams of that. And all those things seemed to come mm-hmm. true and be done. And, and so it went until college. And I think for us, it's part of the maturing process. At least for me, it is. Um, I learn more in the broken dream and the failure than I do in the success. And so I think it is anytime that doesn't happen. I think it is important that we learn what it is God has for us in that story. Um, what are we trying to learn and be taught? What are the things that we can apply and the lessons that we can learn? I mean, every experience is an opportunity. Yeah. It's a classroom. And so broken dreams are a classroom. If we will sit long enough and study long enough and learn long enough. Um, but for someone that has maybe not encountered that or encountered a broken dream or a loss or failure, um, we don't always know how to how to shake that off and how to live in it and how mm. to journey through it. And and I'm always reminded, and I know you know the for me I'm always reminded of the 23rd Psalm and the the picture of walking through shaded death, the valley of shaded death, that the portals that those things that would seek to attack us and to destroy us that live in the portals of the valley of those caves and stuff. As we walk through the valley of shaded death, the potential for destruction, the potential for loss, the potential for brokenness, in a sense that the father of the shepherd walks with us. And so there's this beautiful picture of even though we walk through maybe periods of broken dreams or loss, he is with us. Um, his rod and staff, uh, they comfort us, both his correction and his his leading, his pulling back and moving in different directions. So I think it is in the valley. I mean, I love to live on the mountaintop, but in the valley, I learn more. I recognize more of his presence. And I will say, um, going through those periods of, of time and those losses, I mean, and I can speak of others that I won't at this moment point, but of, of broken dreams. But I have always sensed a greater presence in those mm. broken dreams mm. and in those periods of losses than I have ever in the successes. Um, and it's, I mean, it's powerful. I mean, I, you know, it's almost like I wish I recognized the presence in the success as much as I recognize the presence in the brokenness and the lost dream. You know. Um, so there's a beauty there. And I had this, it's so funny. I had this conversation with a guy just the other day and just out of the blue, you know, and, um, a conversation guy asked me what I did for a living. And he's like, I think I told you this story. And he's like, well, I guess I don't need to talk to you about Jesus. I said, oh, maybe you do. I don't know. (laughs) And so we got this conversation about brokenness and and as a result of broken dreams and those kind of things. So pretty, pretty powerful conversation. Yeah. How do you, how do you decipher between, um, 
man's dreams and God's dreams for you. Mm, mm, mm. And there's silence. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, because we have uh, our we have our own right. We have our own self desires of what we want to achieve, what we want to. Is accomplish. it for me or is it for him? Are you saying is it for your question or Brian's question no, or for you or for I, God? I mean, that's. I mean, is this for me? Oh yes, yeah. Am I the center of yeah. it or is he? What well, led me to ask that question? I was when you were talking about Psalms. I was thinking about for me the Romans eight twenty eight. I mm. truly learned that when we came when we came back to the states, and I felt when I'm laying on the floor in anguish of what has just happened, mm-hmm. that I feel like I've I've, I've lost this space of ministry that I loved. Yeah. And why am I, why am I, why am I here? And, um, I've always read Romans eight twenty eight, but it became real as I sat down and talked it out with, with, with help mm-hmm. of, you know, this, you know, all things work for the good of those who love the Lord and called to his purpose. Like, but then it goes back to that idea. Is it for him? Is it for me? Mm-hmm. What, what was the, where was the man in that and where was God in that yeah. and what I was wrestling through and attention through. So how do we, I mean, we all have hopes and dreams now. I mean, I have some in front of me mm-hmm. and I'm trying to decipher <laughs> what's, is, is this more me? Is it his movement in this? I mean, I think it's a good question to ask. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, I was just listening to a conversation uh, and they were talking about the fact that um, God's will uh, and how, that that could be a limited time, you know. Mm-hmm. So we sometimes think of God's will as being always and forever. Uh, but what if what if or or what if God uh, had a will for our life and yet there because of uh, the world we find ourselves in, because of the decisions of others, because of all these other factors, um, this does not work out. It was God's will for you, but it does not happen. And maybe God is is just as upset about that as we are. Uh, and, and yet God can work through that. God has another plan mm-hmm. and able to work all those things. Um, but uh, but maybe it was. I mean, they gave the illustration about this girl who wanted to be a missionary in Asia and uh, prayed for a husband who would want that and meets a guy. And he he was praying for that, too. And so they got married and 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 then everything marriage fell apart and she was a single mom. And she said, I thought for sure this was God's will. And, and he was trying to tell her, what if it was God's will? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and what if these things happen? And what if God, that's what God wanted. And yet God's still able to move and work in this and, and, and bring things back together, you know? Um, but sometimes we think, oh, it's, that's, it's, it's for sure always going to happen. And yet there seems like even through scripture, there's always the possibility, um, that uh, in in our limited freedom, that it doesn't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, we're all wired. We're all wired differently, too, personality-wise. Yeah. Um, some people will take uh, failed dreams or mishaps and just crank it back up and go again. Mm-hmm, some people mm-hmm. come, you know, get shell shocked by it. How has that? Has the experience of bad dreams caused you to be shell shocked? And I just don't want to take a risk anymore. I mean, is that a I don't know if it has. Um, I think I still am as risky as <laughs> I was in my 20s in the sense of willing to take, because that's just a trust thing um, and recognize that the end result is not mine, it's his. Mm-hmm. And so whether it, however it looks, you know, mm-hmm. as long as he's getting the glory in it, and, and I may not see that glory. It may be for someone else to see and to witness, but yeah. recognizing that he does get the glory and somebody gets drawn to it. I think for me, it is not... You know, maybe right after it 
it squelches, you know, some mm-hmm. of that uh, spirit of adventure type of stuff, entrepreneurial spirit. But I don't think it has it has deterred it at all. Mm-hmm. If anything, I've learned how to manage it more or how to trust him more in it, mm-hmm. more or less. Yeah. So, yeah. There's that saying, life has to be lived for, but can it only be understood backwards? <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of wisdom yeah. there, right? Yeah. Soaring yeah. Kierkegaard, if you want to uh, look <laughs> yes. that up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 What, yeah. what are you dreaming about? I'm dreaming about a world with less plastic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and a smoother bike trail and, and uh, uh, more, flat more flat, you know, flat earth support for bikers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just want a new seat in our community. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. That would be nice. That'd be a good start. Are you dreaming? I dream every night. <laughs> I knew it was going. I, I knew I'd, I knew I'd catch you guys right here. Open up, boys. Come on. Be honest. Uh, I'm dreaming. I am. I am. I, I mean, I, you, of course, I think it goes with seasons of life. Yeah. Where, where you are in that, mm-hmm. and you know, Kelly and I are ha- we have conversations of, of of dreams together. What is what does that look like going forward in terms of? Impacting community, living in community, you know, so, and there's some risks that go with them. We don't have all the answers to it, but we're, we, we're dreaming. We're thinking about those things. And I think you have to create space to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it, there is the every day, but I think it is because I think, you know, God's a great God. Yeah. And there, there's, I've had conversations with people in the last couple of weeks that just have said, you know, a year ago, I'd never thought I'd had this opportunity or I'd be doing this and, I think if they weren't creating space to think about those and write those dreams down or, or make steps to see how far you, you just walk that path and does it come true? So I think it's a good question to ask. What are, what are you dreaming about? Yeah. And be able to share that and, and not worry about whether it comes to fruition or not. Just the joy of talking about a dream is great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's something about having, a, we've talked about this in previous episodes with secure attachments, you know, a child who feels securely attached to their parent is feeling free to try and explore mm-hmm. and, and do something maybe they normally wouldn't because they know their parent is right there, you know, mm-hmm. and having that attachment, uh, how that frees us to, to dream and to even try and to, to fail, uh, beautifully. And, um, and yet we, we recognize, oh wait, we're still the beloved. <laughs> That's a good thing, right? Yeah, it is a good thing. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. No. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is that, you know, you have to, you have to, you know, what you talk about, creating the space. I mean, you've got to step out of the chaos into the rest. And whether you call it Sabbath or whatever it is in the rhythm, you've got to have that in your in your routine that you can dream and think and process and that whole <clears throat> opportunity of 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 feeling invited into the future by the father mm. Mm. and so what does that look like and how do you do you know i have i have dreams and hopes you know for the next 10 years um they're all geared towards faith and to authentic discipleship and what does it look like to have disciples making disciples and mm. and so what does it look like for the church to be authentic not westernized um by its chaotic structure but in terms of what does it look like to be an authentic movement and expression in a community people of faith and the whole 
you know, one of the things that I've just, I have been so, man, uh, so um, overcome by the term shepherd, you know, and as a, we all have shepherding responsibilities, whether we're a parent, whether we're in a relationship, whether we're a place of influence. And so, you know, I think in terms of shepherding and overseeing, our Western culture has that domination idea that you dominate in this role and that you move people like pawns on a chessboard into how they behave. But what's so intriguing to me is the beauty of the word um, literally has, what it means for us is, is example, but at the same time, as being an example, it's about an awareness. So the idea of the concept is that I am aware of those around me. And as I'm aware of where they are, where they are in their dreams and their struggles and their realities and just doing life, you are you're not necessarily giving them all the examples or you're not, 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 you're not giving them all the details or you're not moving them and dominating in their, in their path, in their journey. But there's this sense of a consistent presence of walking alongside with this example of a consistency in faith and in the walk that really becomes those elements of shepherding because they're always looking back. They're always looking to. And so it's about how you are walking alongside this awareness and this example. And to me, that is just such a such an incredible dynamic of relationship in that and intimacy with that and how we relate to one another. Um so I mean that that feeds into kind of my theology of disciple and disciple making and what that looks like. Um, but I, I'm just so excited. I mean, I've got dreams for Communio. I have dreams for what we're going to do with men. I have dreams for what we're going to see through uh, Catapult and what's going to happen with our groups. And and I think you know, there's a great freedom in this whole you – know, like the other day, I, was, I had this – I know we've had these conversations. I'm dominating the conversation. I should shut up. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, You're dreaming. No, yeah. no. But I thought about – you know, it's like um, – Every metrics for church is seems to be pre-COVID is the the litmus test for success are the number of people in seats in your big gatherings. That is not disciple making. That has nothing. That's performance. That's show. I mean, you know, in a sense, <clears throat> and it's ego filling for the lead speaker, you know. In reality, the metrics for growth in a discipling organization are the number of groups, are are the people learning and being transformed. It's it, the people that, I mean, I mean, like measuring disciple makers. You know, we just changed the whole board, as, as I know you're talking about. So, I mean, they're just, there are different aspects to this that as I'm dreaming forward, I'm not looking at the number of people in a room in a gathering. I'm looking at the number of people that are discipling others. Yeah. And all of a sudden your metrics is just completely different, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but that's kind of my, my dream is more groups than <laughs> is the gathering. And I realize that just like upsets the apple cart for most people, but I don't think you can, I don't think you can grow. I don't think you can learn discipling and be a disciple maker if you're isolated by yourself and not connected in life with others. So, 
Anyhow, yeah. I, that's my spiel, I guess, for today. I don't know. That's good. <laughs> I don't know how we how we even got there other yeah. than the dream. The dream. About? Okay, yeah. I'm just dreaming. I'm just dreaming. Yeah. So I'm, I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming for groups, 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 transformative groups. You know. So yes. yeah. So pressure's on, Fantastic. Brian. Fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. There's nothing more I can add to that. That's good. Oh no, you can't, man. You've been to Capitol. No, so no, no. no. <laughs> you can teach me now, man. You let me know. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, dreams you gotta have them yeah I'm, yeah you have you have to have them and you have to have them broken yeah and shattered mm-hmm. and it's okay you, you learn you learn through those and it helps you in the next dream yeah and the but the consistency of God in the beginning of that dream, all and the way the through brokenness it. of mm. that dream, and yeah. the restora- the the resurrection of life after that dream yeah. is still the same. Absolutely, and yeah. and it's learning to live in that no matter what. Yeah. So that, that, I definitely think that's something I truly learned through some of those processes. Yeah. And I had to reteach, reapply, not yeah. reteach. I had to reapply that. Mm-hmm. To myself, Brian, it goes back to what you said. There's always little small ones. Yeah. yeah. You know, that my expectations get in the way of reality. But, yeah. So. Yep. Yep. Good. It's about reimagining. Oh, yeah. no, look ah. at that. <laughs> Reminds me of a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> oh. So thank you for listening to <laughs> Reimagine Podcast. As always, you can follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Overcast, and download and rate any of them and share them. You can follow us on reimaginecast.com. So for Brad and Brian, I'm Greg. Thanks for listening to the Reimagine Podcast.